the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dell a question during the show? You can connect with Dell off the air, too. Go to DellOnTheRadio.com, click on the Twitter link, and ask your question. Hashtag AskDell. I believe that a good teacher has the skill set to be able to bring people through multiple levels of learning that are completely different from one another. Have a comment for Dell instead? Hashtag Socialists and communists. Is there a difference? Not much. After all, communism is the next step after socialism. Both know they can change America by dismantling or neutering the Second Amendment. Without it, they know they can control Americans. That's why Armed American Radio is here. Join Mark Walters as he keeps you up to date on your right to own arms. Lock and load. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense Hour. Weekday mornings at 4 on AM. 1070. The answer. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about saving for, for retirement, building up uh, wealth, and, and understanding the world today. We've got a, a very different world than we've had over the last 30 years. Uh, it, it requires more savings. It requires understanding the markets. It's not required understanding the world is changing. And... Uh, what worked in the last 30 years or 25 years is, is, is not going to work the same way. And so I, I think what we're looking is, is is we need to understand that. We need to understand the, the, where the world is going today. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's a key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. And, and, and we really have to... You know, you know, have to put away as much money as we can, and you put away as much money as you can, and then you conservatively invest it. What we think is happening in the world, well, among many things, we really we're coming to a world over the last. It's really been twenty years, but you know, the Federal Reserve after after the. It all started in '87, actually, but but in '99, they you know they were concerned about the uh, the uh, 
computers were all going to break down because uh, they they didn't have they everything was 1900 1950 1999 and now it was going to go to 2000 and our computers were going to fail and everything was going to be wiped out so the fed flooded the system with money ahead of time uh or causing the stock market to 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 it go even higher it, 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 at the same time, they were dealing with the uh, the long-term credit issues, put more money in, flooded the system money. The stock market blew up into a huge tech bubble, which imploded, and then the Fed panicked and poured money into it. And then in 2008, the, 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 we, we, we marched toward uh, – the Fed created another housing bubble, and, and at that point in time uh, – the Federal Reserve, seeing that uh, the failures of the investment banks were, were – uh, were pending as we predicted the year before because of their actions and laid out the case uh, for people to, to you know on the on the radio show and on our max out savings report. Uh, they they flooded the system again. First we had uh, Bear Stearns fail. Well, the only thing I was wrong on, I thought it was going to be Lehman Brothers before Bear Stearns, but it was Bear before Lehman Brothers. And uh, you know we 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 stayed out. Markets. We did really well in that time frame, but 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 here we are. We had another situation where the Fed comes in and floods the system with money. Trillions of dollars went in to rescue AIG, all the big in, in investment banks, all the Wall Street banks. Which you know, in fairness to the Fed, the Federal Reserve is owned by the Wall Street banks, literally. Uh, and uh, the uh, you know they they maintain ownership and. It, so, so they got bailed out. We, we thought there would be inflation. The inflation didn't come. It, it, the inflation came. It was creeping up slowly, and then it was really starting to accelerate into nineteen before we had the pandemic. I mean, people forget. You know, we had full employment. We had three point five percent unemployment. We had record unemployment on every metric of race, creed, uh, you know, uh, gender out there. And the economy that people couldn't find workers, and inflation was starting to accelerate. And then we had the 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 the, the, the magical uh, coronavirus, which was you know we're now not coming to understand was a genetically engineered virus out of the Chinese Wuhan lab. Most likely, they were doing uh, uh, bioweapons research, and it escaped the lab. I mean, it's pretty clear if you look at it. You know, uh, if if you look at the virus, you look at how it. You know, viruses don't mutate that way. Viruses, you know, every look. It's pretty much common knowledge that way that that it came from the lab, and that caused an economic slowdown. The Federal Reserve rushed in and flooded the system with money. They're going to do whatever it takes, and and you know the most amazing thing about it is at the, at the height of the crisis, we we're in there buying for our clients. We we're buying bonds. Well, all of a sudden, the bond rate. Those rates were not going to stay that way for long because you had you had super high rates. There was plenty of money on the sidelines, but the Fed panicked and poured money into the system again. And since then, their their balance sheets grown by about eighty eighty three percent. It's really been quite extraordinary. And uh, what's happened with it? And uh, over over time. And, and this money supply, the give you an example, the M2, I was doing a little research yesterday. The M2, and we're going to explain to this later, it, it, it's gone from $15 trillion to $20 trillion. I have to, I have to, I always, when I say trillion, I have to say, well, that can't be right. It must be billion, but no, it's trillion, trillion dollars. Again, they flooded the system with money again. And, and the stock market went up. It, and they poured, they, they gave out PPP loans. They, they basically, uh, huge, uh, 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 the uh, uh, workers, uh, 
unemployment benefits. They added a $300 a week extra to make sure everyone was taken care of. And the money came. And the interesting thing was, is the savings rate over the last 12 months has gone, has been 18%. So people saved a lot of money. But this time the money came down in the system. Back in 2008 and nine, the money stayed up on Wall Street and all the, you know, there was huge bonuses for the bankers. They all got rich again. And, and, but it didn't really go down to, the, to, to working people in this country. And, and, and so, so, so what we saw happen was, is this time that money's coming down. This time they, they, they it was basically quantitative easing on steroids. I mean, we, we, we just, uh, you know, I, I just rattled off that 15 to 20. It's a 37% increase, a 37% increase in M2 in this country. So needless to say, uh, the inflation's going up. Now, to listen to the Federal Reserve uh, and the administration, Hey, nothing to see here. Look, we're going to have three months of transitory inflation, and then it's going to be back to normal. That is complete BS, and everybody knows it. If you listen to, if you listen to the head of of of, of, uh, of the big automakers, it's like, hey, this is going to be around. If you listen to PPG, hey, this is going to be around. Listen to Whirlpool, hey, we're having to increase our prices. They're still going up. We're going to still do it. Our our, our, our raw material costs are going up. Our parts costs are going up. Our labor costs are going up. We can't find workers. I mean, this is this is classic 1970s inflation. 1970s, what happened? We're sitting here. Things are going well. Guns and butter. We can fight the Vietnam War and do massive welfare programs. It's all great in the 1960s. And then all of a sudden, uh, boom, you had I had an oil embargo. Who knew? Okay, the same thing this time. Uh, wars in the Middle East, uh, huge, huge, uh, 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 well, not real infrastructure programs, but huge welfare programs in the United States, and then, oh, a pandemic and the economy is shut down. Same thing. Uh, oil crisis, uh, COVID crisis. Both of them foreigners. One of them, the Arabs, did it to us, and, and this time the Chinese, you know, there's a real case. Quite frankly, they want to get rid of Donald Trump, and they deliberately did it. But, but, you know, I mean, when it was done, I'll give the Chinese the benefit of the doubt and say it accidentally escaped from their labs. But, but again, why were you doing bioweapons research on viruses that have now, you know, plagued the, 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 the planet? And, 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 but, but back to what we're doing here is, so these things, so this time the, the, the money, the, the inflation is coming in. This time it's, it's manifesting itself in the economy. This money supply, there's huge savings out there. So, so we've had, back in 1980, 81, you know, you were borrowing mortgage. You know, the big news was, hey, hey I got a mortgage under 10%. Can you believe it? It was a great deal. Right now they've got record low mortgage rates, 3% or lower on that. Uh, we have uh, zero interest rates. On, on short-term money, zero. Uh, we, we we have some of the highest real, uh, some of the some of the most negative, lowest real interest rates the world's ever seen. We 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 have we have inflation's coming in. The PPI came in at uh, at what was it uh, nine tenths of a percent. Uh, that works out to be about over ten percent on a monthly basis. Uh, but but it's uh, over the last twelve months, it's been a five percent inflation rate. They're playing zero on money market funds, it, 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 and so what we're seeing happening is is we're seeing huge amounts of money pouring into the stock and bond market, the stock market creating a bubble. The the, the Federal Reserve has artificially held down interest rates. They're bought. Think about. I want you to think about this right now. But let me pull something up here. 
what, what we're looking at is is the uh, the ten year bond is is about one point three percent. Let me pull it up on this other chart here. Bear with me just a second. Got a couple different uh, charts open. TNX. Okay, the ten year bond is about one point three percent. One point two eight percent. One point two eight percent. We're at five percent inflation. We have one point two eight percent. Uh, 10-year bonds, which means you're losing money on bonds. We have zero, five uh, percent inflation, and, and that's that's the government's rate. And everybody knows it's running higher than than that. Everybody knows that. It, 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 and the money markets are at zero. Fed funds are, are effectively at zero. Uh, CDs are at 0.2 percent or something like that. So so what's happening is is money's pouring into the stock market. It's pouring into the housing market. Now, this is, look, housing prices are skyrocket. This is a great thing for, for, for governments because they're all, you know, I got my tax bills, uh, and, uh, and I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I, I think our house here went up like 17, uh, it was like 13, 17% on the tax rolls. That means they're getting 17% more income for me, which is more inflation because it's, our property taxes are going up 17%. Uh, but, but housing prices are going up. People can't afford housing. It's create. This is a massive housing bubble. Uh, we have Wall Street, BlackRock, the same BlackRock that's 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 mandating defunding the, the oil and gas business in this country. I mean, why people haven't, you know, uh, going after uh, Larry Fink and BlackRock is utterly beyond me. I don't know why Texas has isn't investigating them for breach of fiduciary duty, which they have very clearly done with their multi-trillion dollars worth of assets uh, that they hold in for, for uh, clients, including Texans, but all over the country, and they're mandating policy in the United States, which is a breach of their fiduciary duty, but nobody seems to care. So so what we have is they're in there buying houses. They're, so if a new couple has a baby, they're trying to buy a house. They're competing with BlackRock Corporation, okay? Now, in fairness to BlackRock, Larry Fink's a member of Davos. You know, the Davos crowd will tell you, hey, look, Guys, you don't understand the future. No one's going to own anything, but your life is going to be better. You're going to you'll 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 be able to sit there. You know, anytime you need anything, you can rent it or buy it. You get a car, request a car for the day, and then you come back for a house. You can rent your house, and you need a bigger house. You have another child. You can just rent a bigger house. Well, what nobody asks is who's going to own all this stuff, and the answer is BlackRock and Larry Fink. You know, and, and what they want to do, and it's no 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 mis, no mistake that the, all these Davos crowd, the majority of them are all from, uh, they're all Europeans. They want to go back to a feudalist system that we've had in the past over there. That's profoundly un-American. So, but the problem we're running into is, is this stuff out there we're dealing with is, we're dealing with a stock market bubble created by the Federal Reserve. We're dealing with, with a housing bubble with record low interest rates. People can't, I mean, I cannot tell you how many stories I've from my friends, and generally it's mostly their kids trying to buy a house, putting two, three, four bids, or even trying to rent a house, can't find a house because there's so much going on. And the Federal Reserve is buying $120 billion a month in bonds. This is absolute insanity. It, there's no other way to describe what you want to do in that in that environment is you want to start kicking up rates a little bit to kind of give people the clue to slow things down a little bit because the pricing is getting out of control uh, it, it, and so we have a twin we have two a bubble in the housing market and we have a bubble in the stock market it's manifesting itself mostly in, in very large tech companies with I give an example 
Some of the cyclicals are selling off here. I think they've got another run. I think this, this economy is going to run longer than people think. But they're going, well, look, the economy is going to slow down. They're not going to make as much money. Okay, fine. So we're going to go into the tech sector. But just so I understand, the technology uh, that we're going to go after them on antitrust rules, we're going to put a new 10% minimum tax in. We're going to, we're going to raise corporate taxes. We're also going to look at, at, at in addition, antitrust uh, and monopoly stuff. We're also going to be limiting them on privacy, which is where they're making a lot of money. All of those things are negative for technology. And yet, and yet people's pretending like it's not going to happen there because all that money is pouring into that sector right now. And so what we have is a very dangerous investment market because, look, if the inflation – look, there's a real possibility this inflation ends next month, okay? I wouldn't place that bet. That's not going to happen. This stuff is going to continue to go up. And all of a sudden, people go, wait a minute, we have 5%. Oh, my God, this is for real. I had no idea we could actually have inflation like this. And, and interest rates are going to be pushed higher. This absolute insanity of a 1.28% uh, uh, 10-year bond, it, people are going to go, wait a minute, oh, no, inflation's five, I'm getting one, sell it, and it's going to force up rates across the board, and that's going to be detrimental to asset classes. And that's what we're going to be dealing with. But people aren't understanding. We've had 25, 30 years, but it's 30 years of declining interest rates, where interest rates always, you know, they, they go down and then they go up, and inflation, 20, 20 years of declining inflation, uh, 30 years of decline. Inflation went down, then it would spike up a little, then it would go lower, then it would spike less, and then it, would, it was a decline. That's now going the other direction. And, and, and so, so to understand that this is a fundamental shift. You get, that the world has changed completely. And what has happened in the past is not going to happen. And so anyway, we're going to expand upon this and why you need to protect your IRA and understand where the, in your retirement, because inflation is incredibly damaging to working people and retirees, because many retirees have a lot of fixed income, pensions, fixed annuities, Social Security, and different things like that. In that type of world, they can get in real trouble with inflation. We'll be right back to discuss this right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. 
We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Welcome back to the Back Out Station Show. They were actually ahead of their time going to Lukenbach. Everybody's going to Lukenbach and working remotely. So uh, get rid of the coat and tie and put your jeans and boots on. The uh, So we're really talking about this inflation. I mean, this inflation, you know, the PPI number, came, they came out at, at, at 1%. That, that's a 12% annualized PPI. I mean, th- these are big numbers. That's PPI. That means producer price index. Well, the why that's important is we have the CPI and the PPI. Well, the CPI is the consumer price index. Well, first comes the PPI. The, it, now, now they, it comes out after the CPI, but the PPI is your producer. So that means your raw materials, your, your, they're producing things. Their costs are going up, which means the cost to the CPI is going to be next as they push those things through to the, to the consumer on the CPI. So, th- so this is telling you this is inflation is here to stay. Now, why is it happening? Well, a couple things. Uh, we just talked about a 37% increase in M2 uh, thanks to the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve's balance sheet's going up like 80%. They're printing money. We had the largest spending uh, percent of GDP since World War II. The largest uh, spending government spending as a percentage of GDP since World War II. We looked, we, 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 when the coronavirus started back in January a year ago, a year ago, we said that this had to be fought like a war. People are like, what is, the, what is this coronavirus? It's not even going to be bad. I'm like, no, this is a disaster. Uh, it, 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 and then we said it's going to have to be fought. No, no, people didn't even believe what we were saying at the radio, on the radio at the time. It, 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 and sure enough, our spending level rose to World War II-like type, type of levels. It, 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 and so... That three, two, three trillion dollar deficits again, massive saving. So this is the biggest amount of stimulus, massive amounts of stimulus. Well, now we're reopening and it's coming into the economy, just like after World War II, we saw a reopening, opening uh, of the economy. During that time frame, there was a two and a half year, forty five to forty seven, forty eight, somewhere in there. There was a two and a half year uh, run on of inflation and. Uh, I think I actually have that right here. Let me pull that out of my stack of materials. And uh, yeah, it went from uh, from actually at the very end of 45. It's really 46, 47, and 48. Uh, 
Prices went up 33% during that time frame. And this is the same type of thing right now. So this is why we're seeing this inflation. This is why you have to be concerned. By the way, if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. The, so, so looking at, 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 the, uh, at this inflation is, so this, again, massive, like after World War II, uh, same to per, a very high percentage of government spending as percentage of GDP. And now, now it was probably forty. Uh, it was probably forty-one, forty-two, forty-two. It was about three or four years there. This was this is going to be about two years, so it's a little less. But but it's still an enormous amount of in, of inflation. At the same, so now some people are saying, look, the, the stimulus is over. Well, not exactly, because we're uh, this week uh, they're, they're sending out the checks last week on the the. Uh, what was it? What's it called? Enhanced child credit. So if you if you have a child under the age of six, you're getting three hundred dollars a month. Over the age of six, two hundred fifty dollars a month. And this is what and what this is is the Democrats are trying to come up with a with a uh, guaranteed minimum wage, and this is kind of one of their ways to do it. They they got the amount in for the for the children, and and they want to try to expand it, you know, to other areas as well. So that's just now starting. So this is a further stimulus into the economy right now. This is at the same time we have 18, over the last 12 months, we have 18% savings rate. And there's, depending on what numbers you look at, a trillion to two trillion dollars worth additional savings in the economy that can be spent. Now, on top of that, keep in mind we've got the infrastructure program. Now, the Republicans are saying, look, we'll do a $1 trillion infrastructure program. The Democrats are saying, no, we need to do a $3.2 trillion infrastructure program. Now, they, again, uh, we're talking a trillion dollars. The, the economy is a little over $20 trillion, $20, $21 trillion. So, so it, a trillion is, is four, three, four, four, five percent of GDP. These are big numbers. I mean, the, the three trillion, you know, you're talking some big money as percentage of GDP. That's what they want to do next. And so, so I don't, I don't see this thing slowing uh, down. Okay, so in addition to ha- to having to ma- the biggest wartime spending of GDP since World War II, we have a trillion dollar minimum spending program that's going to be put in. We have uh, tax credits of two hundred fifty or three hundred dollars per child that's coming in. We have eighteen percent savings rate, which works out to be one to two trillion dollars worth of additional money coming in. At the same time, we're reshoring our supply chains from China to try to, 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 to moving factories back to the United States. We're putting semiconductor factories in. I think there's one going in New York. There's a couple, two or three going in Austin. There's two going into in, into Phoenix, Arizona. These are multi-billion-dollar plants. Uh, so all, all these things are, are coming back to the United States. And, and, and Keep in mind, there's shortages. Uh, the cost of freight has skyrocketed. There's shortage of containers, so they can't get this material coming from Asia. So they're trying to make it here as well. All of these things are adding up to an inflationary type of situation. It costs more to produce here. There's more money out there now. There's more demand out there right now. And, and, and we have the, the lowest interest rates, uh, the, some of the lowest real interest rates throughout the history of the United States of America. So there's nothing slowing this economy right now. And if the Fed gets tough it, and they crank up interest rates a half a point from the Fed funds, they, you know, they could get real serious. They, they, could, they could raise rates from, from point close to zero to a half a percent. Nobody cares. 
A half a percent from zero to a half a percent makes no difference to anybody. Now, Wall Street is going to panic, okay? And that, that, that's what they're afraid of. They're not worried that raising interest rates is going to cause a problem with the economy. They're terrified something's going to happen to this bubble we have on Wall Street. And that's the real danger out there. That's what you have to understand. So you've got to protect yourself in this environment. You've got to, you got to have a barbell approach with some cash in the sidelines, even though it's not making much money. And you also have to be in stocks that are going to benefit for this inflationary move over time. And that, that's what I, that's what I think. I mean, this economy is going to, is going to, look, we have to reshore our supply chains. People, we have, we have a whole new generation that hadn't bought houses for the last 10 years that are now buying houses because they want more space because they've been traumatized by the pandemic or they're working from home and they can't, you know, have an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment with another roommate and they're both in there 24 hours a day conducting business. So, so this is, all of this stuff is adding up. And at the same time, by the Federal Reserve keeping rates so low, it's just turbocharging the economy. So this is leading to the inflation. This is, this is, this, this is, so it, 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 there's not an easy end point to it. So, well, look, we got a, you know, a transitory inflation a couple of months. And the other thing is we have modern monetary theory, which is, which is simply the fact that if you're a government now and you control your currency and have a, your central bank, you have the ability to really spend as much money as you can. And if inflation comes up, you just raise taxes in the future. Now, what you have to understand about modern monetary theory, this is not a theory. This is practice in the Democratic Party. This is what Joe Biden is instituting. This is policy in the United States of America. So we have modern monetary theory policy, which is, again, most economists in, in, in any read of world history over the last two to 3,000 years. And quite frankly, there's some pretty good historical records going back 2,000 years said this is not going to work. It's, again, understand you have to protect yourself. You've got to, if you, you don't want to have floating rate loans. You want to have long-term loans at fixed rates that can't be called. You, you want to be in, in companies that can benefit from inflation, not being hurt by inflation. You, you, want, you, want, you don't want to have long-term bonds. It makes no sense to own 10-year treasuries earning 1.28%. If inflation is at 5%, that means you're losing about, what, 3, 3.75, a little less than that, every single uh, 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 paycheck. And, and, and so... Uh, uh, I mean, every single time you get a coupon. And, and so, so this is the problem. So you've got to have short-term, but you have to think differently from the past. Uh, indexing. Indexing was all the rage. Well, that's coming to an end now. Uh, there, there's going to be huge pressure on these big, big multinational companies for a couple reasons. You've got, number one, you have, they're having to reshore their, their assets. The idea of, of, of shutting down factories and moving the factory overseas to save an extra 10 or 15% uh, on the cost of the product, which goes right to your bottom line and increases your margins is over. Okay, they can't get the products. The factories are full. There are shortages of workers around the world. They can't get their products back. It's taking too long. There's huge delays in shipping. The American people are fed up with it. They all realize they've been played for fools. By, by, by corporate America. The, the, the other thing is the monopoly where you buy up all your competition. The, the, right now, the Biden administration, the one thing I agree with them on is starting to get really tough on some of this monopoly purchasing. Of per, you buy out all your competitors and then raise the prices on everybody. So, so all of the, so the, so these big companies that make up the index, and keep in mind that the, the, the S&P 500 index is market cap weighted, so the biggest companies dominate the top. 
this is now this is not going to play out over the next couple of years. People forget after Japan had their real estate bubble in late mid 1990s that the market didn't recover for 25 years, and I think that's what you're going to be ultimately looking at on a real basis. Now we can see there, there's no telling what happens with inflation. And the, and the other thing we have to understand in this world today is the, the dominant currency is the dollar in the world. Much much of the world's commerce is 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 conducted in dollars. People have their savings in dollars. They have savings in their own currency, and then they have a bunch of dollars because they know they're safer. So what happens if you get? Uh, if you get a group of people in Washington that say they can spend as much money as they want with modern monetary theory, and then the central bank of said country is flooding them of the world with with money, uh, and their their balance sheet at the central bank goes up eighty four percent, and 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 that government is spending more percentage of GDP by at least thirty percent than any other country in the world, people are going to start. Wait a minute, these people over here seem pretty reckless with their money, and there's rioting in the streets and burning down cars and in buildings. You you know, for all types of issues with black lives, but they're going to start becoming concerned. Like, hey, maybe I shouldn't have all my money in the dollar. If this inflation continues, if Biden puts through a three trillion dollar thing, if they if they institute uh, reconciliation and put Pat jam through some gigantic, but this could cause a a a degradation and ultimately collapse of the dollar. And that, again, is going to be more inflationary as well. So understand all these big trends are taking place, and you, if you want to plan for that. You, you don't want to – the best way – the best way to avoid that is sort of get out of the way of of, of that freight train, and you know it's it's kind of it, it, it's another way to put it. It's called picking up uh, pennies and nickels in front of the steamroller, and, and and so so that's it. So so the question we get is, look, are the cyclicals over? They've been correcting for about three months. Precious metals is down, uh, copper. Uh, those things are they down? And the answer, uh, you know, they've been correct. And the answer is no. They're going to go up again. There's going to be this inflation is going to continue. There's going to be demand. Copper, some of these metals, zinc, uh, those different things. There, there's huge usage in automobile in electric cars. Uh, they, they're we're converting over to electric cars now. That's going to take copper. That's going to take aluminum. That's going to take zinc. That's going to take silver. That's going to take all of these things. But it's not just it. So we got these magically. We call in all the gasoline cars and magic. Magically, they're all going to be running around the roads. Well, the minute everybody comes in that night and plugs them into their car charger in their garage, the, the, the electric grid will completely collapse because we do not have enough power to do it. We don't have enough power generation power, and we don't have enough power lines. We don't have enough long distance lines. We don't have enough of anything. So, again, all of this stuff is, is, is pointing to a longer-term Growth sector. Um, the idea that that the industrial capacity is going to go away if you, everyone has an electric car is complete folly, and it's a it's a misunderstanding. It's a bunch of simple simplistic rubes, you know, looking at a, at an electric car and saying, oh, well, you know, there's nothing there, but just you just plug it in and it magically appears. But they do not understand. They do not understand the total industrial, what it takes to get things done in this country. So all of these big trends are going to continue to push things forward. But at the same time, there's going to be a huge – we're running up into a wall when it comes to interest rates with these, with the, with these high inflation rates. So yeah, look, 
are the price of used cars going to go go down some? Yeah, and you'll probably see somewhat of a drop in the CPI or PPI to that. But everything else around is going up. I cannot tell you this. I was just talking to someone. They're trying to buy some. You know, they're trying to buy a friend. They're trying to buy some 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 uh, steel. You know, they looked all over the country. They found the steel. They said, hey, we got the steel at this price. They're trying to decide whether to buy it. It's three times the price they've been paying for the steel. They go, okay, buy it all because we're going to need it. They, they call back a half an hour later, half of the steel's gone. They take it. That's what you're dealing with, with steel, aluminum, plastic, uh, parts, uh, semiconductor chips, everything. If that is inflation. It's just like the 1970s. So anyway, if you got any questions or comments, give us a call. And also... Yeah, if you haven't signed up for our free max out savings report, we we send that out about once 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 a month, which it hasn't been. It's been over a month now, but we'll get it out to you. Uh, talking about these issues, talking about retirement, talking about how to retire, you know, where to retire, what you can do to protect yourself. It's all in the max out savings report. It's all completely free. Now, if you're interested in that, in in in, in put, having us invest your retirement and manage it, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. Uh, we hold the assets. We use uh, one of the big firms like TD Ameritrade to hold the assets for you, and then we manage it uh, using our value investing approach. If you, if, you, if you need some help, you can go to the website there uh, and sign up, uh, request an appointment, and I'll sit down with you and personally go over your financial situation, see how you're set for retirement. Can you retire? And show you our strategies. Go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. But everybody, I'm going to sign up for the report. We don't call you. We don't bother you with that. It's That's proprietary list. And all the thing we use it for is to send out the, the newsletter. So anyway, we'll be right back right here on this Max Out Savings Show. Nobody's business or your front page news. Folk cry country on Delta Blues. Tell your truth, however you choose and do it all. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Welcome back to the Vaxel Saving Show. If you got any questions or comments, skip the call on Saturday. On the Sunday replay, uh, give us a call, uh, uh, call 713-339-1070. That's what Randy did. Hey, Randy. Hi, Ted. How are you? Pretty good. Thank you. Good. Uh, Ted, I'm, uh, I'm puzzling over this uh, situation with the inflation. So I remember back when Reagan appointed Volkers to uh, break the back of Jimmy Carter's inflation and uh, so we had uh, double-digit interest rates, 10, 11, 12 percent on 20 and 30-year treasuries, you know, and they broke the back of inflation in 82 and 83 in that recession. And ever since then, inflation was pretty much under control, I think, as much as anything. It was because people like Art Laffer and Ned Cudlow's, you know, supply-side people, were kind of uh, 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 steering the economy in that direction. And uh, yeah. But now I'm seeing on, on the on the on, and I don't understand now, the interest rate, they drove interest rates high to get rid of inflation, but now what we're doing is they're they're lowering interest rates to try to mitigate inflation in some way. I don't see how that's going to work, so I'm looking at my bond screener. they got pretty good you know coupons on there, 5 6 7%. By the time you pay 150 120 25 and 30 for them, you know, your yield maturity is less than 1, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.9, something like that. Yeah. On two-year maturities, you know, and then the next year it goes out to one. So, I, I don't see how anybody could buy bonds. It, it's such a it's such a, a large negative real rate of return. So then, you have to look at the stock market. So I'm looking at my at my stock screener, and I, I bought a couple of little regional banks because uh, it looks like the the yield curve is, it looks normal. It's the interest rates aren't real high, but it, it the, the slope of it looks normal. So I bought a couple of those and. Uh, and uh, MH Homes and uh, some uh, gold, Ken Ross Gold, you know. So they're kind of driving you into the stock market, whether you like it or not, quite frankly. So what's the deal on this inflation thing? What, what, are, they, what are they trying well, to accomplish well, here? I, I tell you what I think they're trying to accomplish is I think there's a theory out there that says, look, we're going we're gonna to ride with some more inflation and we're going to force up wages. And, 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 and we're going to keep the, the, the economy labor market tight, you know, by some a small business owner, a restaurateur or something, asked the president, he said, look, I can't find workers. His answer is pay more. And I think that's what they're trying to do. And I don't think they, I think they have forgotten how damaging inflation is to working people on that, Randy. I don't, I don't think they really care, quite frankly. They're trying to protect uh their, their, their corrupt buddies or banks and the big Wall Street people, something like that. I don't think they care about small business owners that, uh, that uh, yeah, 
they 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 were mandating or they were beating the bushes for a fifteen dollar minimum wage. They couldn't they couldn't pass it in uh, in, in statutory, you know. But then I think what they've done is, like you said, they're trying to in, indirectly drive up, you know, uh, wages exactly. to the fifteen dollars an hour. And quite frankly, the people coming on TV, these small minute, we're having to pay offered. Twenty and twenty-five dollars an hour for people to come work in, in in my in my business, and they won't do it. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, you can't find workers out there, but they're trying to push up the wages. But what they don't understand is there's so many big trends working right now to, to improve the economy. They don't need to do it, but they 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 really don't know what they're doing. All they know how to do is spend money. I think that's it. Just tax and spend. They don't know what they're doing. They're just trying to uh, wing it. It's OJT is what it is. And quite frankly, I don't think it's going to work. I think we're all in deep trouble, particularly people like me that uh, we have no no earned income. And all we have is some uh, uh, fixed income, some bonds, and a few things like that, and having to drive us into the stock market. So if we get the big crash now, when we had the big crash about a week ago. Uh, Quite frankly, I, I, I bought I bought stocks on that day. Whenever people are running around and wringing their hands, yelling, "I got to get rid of stocks," that's when I start buying something. But uh, now that well, it, 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 it held it held the fifty day, and then, then then there was a bunch of people short, and they squeezed them. Uh, you know, right, I tell you what, what I think you got to be a little careful right now because you know the, the other day the the, uh, the the market was. If you look at the broad market, the yesterday it hit new highs, but the, but the declining volume was bigger on the broad market than than the than the advancing volume. That's a big warning sign. Yeah, well, basically the breath hadn't been too good either on the market, you know. So yeah, that's yeah. another way of it's saying a, it's it. A little, yeah. It's a little top heavy, a little loaded, particularly on the Nasdaq with Amazon and Microsoft and some of the big companies like that. Well, yeah, like I, I think Ted, uh, uh, I can't think of anything else to talk about, so I guess I'll let somebody else have a chance. Thanks a lot, Randy. Okay, thanks, Jennifer, Bye-bye. Do we, have, do we have another call, Jennifer? Nope, that's it. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Jennifer, do we have a caller or not? No, we don't. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. If you, if you want to get in real quick, this is the last segment, 713-339-1070 here in the Max Health Savings Show. Uh, uh, one of our clients sent this in. Uh, this is uh, Henry, Henry Morgenthau, uh, legendary se- uh, tre- uh, Secretary of the Treasury. He is actually from 34 to, to 1945. But we have tried spending money. We have spent more than we have ever spent before. It does not work. We have never made good on our promises. I say after eight years of this administration, we have just as much unemployment as we started and an enormous debt to boot. That that was during the Depression, and this just shows you spending money does not work. But it's, you know, the, the, the Biden administration, you know, they're desperate. They're, they're talking about a three-point-something trillion-dollar infrastructure program. They're calling it human infrastructure, which just means spending money on, uh, you know, welfare programs and things, it's going to be disastrous and it's going to be inflationary. And this is is what we talked about. You know, uh, Randy was just talking about, you know, going out for two years to get a bond at 0.8%. I mean, back back in March of last year, we were buying bonds. Well, actually, maybe it was April. In that time frame, we were buying bonds yielding 8.5%. And this is, and we got that over, you know, over uh, seven years or so. And so, uh, with investment-grade companies, and now here we are. 
Uh, and so you just have to kind of wait and be patient. I think there's going to be a real push that's going to push up interest rates because people are going to be shocked when this inflation comes up and they're going to be forced to raise it, to push interest rates. I think the 10 year is going to make a run back up through the old high of 1.75, closer to 2% here before the year end. And I think that's going to be hey, shocking Ted? to Wall Street. Yes. We have a caller. Okay, great. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Yeah, good morning. I agree with you 100% what you're saying, but what what are these companies that we should be investing in that would benefit from inflation? Uh, can you give an example of a few? That's a good question. Look, I, I think some of the companies, I, I think some of the oil companies, these big oils, if if on pullbacks, some of these companies are paying five, five, six percent dividends right there. I, I think they're going to rationalize their business over time, and I think you're going to see some d- drop in gasoline demand, but I think they're going to maintain profitability uh, during the time frame. I think the precious metal sector there, uh, again, because there's going to be more demand for, for metal, I think the if you look at the metals, the, the base commodities should do well because there's just a limited supply. And if you look at some of the, the big trends going forward, one of them is electrification. You're going to see a lot of electrification. What well, That requires copper and that requires aluminum, and, and particularly copper in uh, we also like zinc. Those things, it takes three to four years to put a copper mine in place. So, they, they, yeah, copper's backed off some, but these companies are still making an enormous amount of money. So if you can pick up some of those companies, again, they're paying good dividends there. I, I think companies that, that are going to, they are, are, are going to profit from the industrialization and re-electrification of the United States. Because remember, we, we, I, I, I'll say it again, if we sit there and take all the electric cars and give everyone an electric car to, tomorrow morning, they arrive in their, in their garage, they have a little charger, they all plug them in, our electric grid will melt down and we will collapse. So, so we've got to rebuild all of that stuff. So you want to be in those type of companies, I believe. You want to be a little more careful with companies that are, have a lot of inputs, like a car company, be, because the, the price of everything, the, everything from the generators to the copper to the, to the aluminum to the fiberglass to the plastics are all going up, and so it's kind of squeezing those guys. And so you just want to try to get to the people that it's harder to put a copper plant in be, because it takes time. And I think I think that is going to be kind of where 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 you want to be over the long term. I, I think the big tech companies. I think there there are so many things starting to work against these guys that I'd be real careful in there. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. But are you talking about copper mining like Rio or Valley or? or yeah, Rio Valley, T E C K. You know, they've got some growth. You, you want to have some that, that have got some growth and, 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 and good companies. That, that you know they're, they're risky, but uh, but but I think their their pricing is going to hold up. You, you want to try to get the ones that are going to grow that have some growth in some form or fashion. Some new mines coming up. I, I think. you say T E C K. Yes. You know. What do you we think own about some of those. T E C K. Yeah, I'm. I was looking at my. Uh, my portfolio with you. And I don't know if I saw that or not. I just closed the computer up. What, what do you think about the the pipeline companies like OKE and EPD or uh, utilities being good for uh, future inflation hedges? Uh, yeah, the pipe. The, I think if they're 
if the particularly natural gas, the big transmission companies are going to be do better there. Uh, I, I like the pipeline companies overall as well, but but the, but you got you don't want them just tied to one field. They got to be able to move the product around because that, that stuff's going to be there for a long time. Uh, the we're looking at the electric companies. Look, I, I think there's another growth phase for the electric companies out there. I really do uh, because it, again, if you just look, think how think of the think of the capacity that that is needed. To, to produce gasoline and get it to the station, okay, to the infrastructure. Well, that infrastructure's got to be replicated in, in, in electricity. Now, part of it's there, but it's not to the level that we need to get where we want to go. And that, no, that's what we're really starting to look at. Yeah. All right, so TECK, is this, this is a copper mining company or what? Yeah. Yeah, they copper. They've got, they, their, their copper production schedule to go up about 40% next year. Okay. And so that that's what and 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 the PE values are, are are good. If the economy tails off into into a a big slowdown, this is going to go down. But quite frankly, the big tech, if we go into slowdown, the tech is going to go into slowdown too. So, so one of them is at a, at a thirty forty PE multiple. The others are at you know under ten. And, and I think that that's what gives you some opportunity. What about railroads? Good question. Uh, railroads, we're looking at the railroads. They're, they're under a lot of pressure right now. They're, you know, they're, they're really pretty much capacity constrained right now, so they're near peak earnings right now. So you got to on pullbacks maybe on the railroads. Yeah, but railroads you cannot get. Yeah, you cannot get things shipped railroads. across the country. Yeah, railroads and pipelines already have stuff established in the ground. So if inflation goes up, everything they own is going to is going to increase exactly. in value. That's what you, that's how you want to think. You want to have things that people already have made, like like the copper company I mentioned. Well, it's it's going to come on next year. They've already paid for most of it's coming on. If I want to put a new copper mine in, I got to wait three years, and I'm going to have to pay sky high prices. That's how you have to think about this. Anyway, we're in at the end of up end of the show, but thanks a lot for the call. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for your ear. Thanks. Bye. Well, we're coming up near the end of the show, but a couple things to remember. Uh, I, I think you want to continue to plan for this inflation. It's not transitory, but this is going to go much longer than people think, and it's going to change the way people look at everything. And I think that's going to be one of the real key points. Anyway, remember our motto and philosophy, save aggressively investments. So if you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. .com. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Station Show. I got